Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. We have a very special episode for you guys today to kick off June, and June is June Dairy Month. So we wanted to bring in a very special guest for you guys today. Do you want to announce her now or should we wait? You're going to tell by the title. (laughs) Oh, that's a valid point. Maybe we could, no, okay. (laughs) I was going to say we could keep it uh, mysterious, but uh yeah okay well (laughs) surprise everyone unless amber can think of a super creative title that doesn't give it away no we've got alice in dairyland coming on tonight and i'm i'm very excited i mean she represents all of wisconsin agriculture Mm -hmm. um but june dairy month kicking off it's kind of like you know we're we're america's dairyland so it's gonna be really fun to talk to her and hear about her journey to becoming alice in dairyland and or yeah uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> this is starting off well. <laughs> if this is any indication of how the episode is going to go, we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, I, I will pull myself together before she uh, hops on. But before we didn't, we, we didn't want to scare her away with our highs and lows this week. So we figured we'd uh, hop on quick and record that before she joins us later. But I'm really excited to have her on. All right. Uh, do you want to kick us off with a low this week? How much time do you have? Holy shit. <laughs> mm, let's see. We last talked on Thursday last week. Yes. Okay. So Thursday I had my first glucose test. Oh my goodness. Dan is yelling at the dog. Um, Thursday I had my first glucose test <laughs> <laughs> and um if you're not pregnant or if you don't know what that is, it's a way for doctors to test for gestational diabetes. So essentially they give you a very sugary drink and you have to- You pronounced it wrong. Did I? It's diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Go on. This is a serious matter. So they give you- um, it's 50 grams of sugar in a drink and you have to slam that drink and then you sit for an hour and then they draw your blood and the results see how well your body processes sugar after consuming it and if you're not um, breaking down the sugar as well as they want you to then that's a sign of diabetes (laughs) so I failed the first (laughs) test miserably like it was so high uh, so I, I went, I had to go back in Friday morning, the next morning, and I had to fast all night long into the morning. And then you have to do a three hour test. So instead of the 50 grams of sugar, they give you 100 grams of sugar and they draw your blood before you start the drink. Then you pound the drink quick and then you sit for an hour, get your blood drawn, sit for another hour, get your blood drawn, and then sit for a third hour and get your blood drawn. And I get updates on my phone whenever I get like a new lab result and after I had my first blood drawn I got the result back from my pre-drink blood draw and it was already high and I knew I was just 
out of luck. Like, I'm like, well, this is over. <laughs> so I, uh, I failed the first, I failed, I failed it. Like it was, all my numbers were very high. And so, uh, that, that's just like an instant, you got the diabetes. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> shouldn't be laughing it's not funny it's, yeah, not, it's funny. not funny but it's you gotta find the humor in it this is this is my coping mechanism I'm just <laughs> trying to laugh through it because like there's nothing else I can do really um this isn't anything that I could have prevented it's just how my body is and so Thursday night like Thursday after my first test like I was pretty I was pretty upset it just wasn't a good feeling knowing that like you got something wrong and there could be something wrong with your baby and the rest of your pregnancy that's kind of scary especially with your first with your first one. So Friday, I knew, I kind of knew going into it, it wasn't going to end well. Um, so I just did a little bit more research on my own before going into the doctor again on Tuesday, um, where I sat down with the doctor and she kind of walked me through how I need to handle the rest of the pregnancy through a food perspective, because this can be kind of controlled and manipulated with um, nutrition. So I have to listen to my mother and not eat the little Reese's <laughs> basically I just have to watch like my sugar um slash carb intake so just eat like really clean um and usually in smaller portions and I also have to check my blood level four times a day so as soon as I get up in the morning um two hours after breakfast two hours after lunch and then two hours after dinner so I have to prick my finger get some blood drawn every time and, and just chart my numbers down. So that essentially if I, if I can't get a handle on it through nutrition, um, then they give you some insulin to kind of regulate things, help you out with this. Um, so I think like the main concern is that with the extra sugar that just goes straight to baby and it leads to like really large, <laughs> babies being born like 10 pound babies and like I, I'm not built for a 10 pound baby like no thank you so <laughs> we're trying to get a handle on that through nutrition um and I go back like every couple of weeks to get that checked by a doctor um so that was that whole thing and then Sunday there's more to this low side like just buckle up guys it doesn't end it doesn't end <laughs> So on Sunday, I had my first baby shower, which I'm going to throw that in as my high. Like it was very exciting. Dan's family uh, threw me a baby shower. It was great. It was a good, it was a good kickoff to baby shower season. And <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened, uh, but I got very sick. I don't know if it was food poisoning, if it was some sort of stomach bug. But I was violently ill all Sunday night and most of Monday. Like I so bad. <laughs> and I thought I was okay by Monday afternoon and evening. And I had um a chicken kebab that Dan grilled for dinner with some corn and a little bit of potatoes. And then I was and then I had my doctor's appointment Tuesday. What day is it? I got sick somewhere between. <laughs> I got sick again somewhere in between this whole thing. And it was awful. After I had the chicken kebabs, that must have been Tuesday night. So after my doctor's appointment. Um, 
and I was just violently ill again all night Tuesday and so I was out for the count again yesterday on Wednesday (laughs) and now today I feel okay I'm not great but I feel okay and just kind of (laughs) like uh so that was my week in a nutshell and I kind of just want to dig up like it's probably a good thing I can't drink right now because I would <laughs> I would not be okay for this be drunk <laughs> yes <laughs> so um yep th- th- that was my low what was your low for the week <laughs> I don't know if I can talk that man <laughs> I hope you can't <laughs> um <laughs> Milo uh I mean it basically just points out what a terrible adult I am so I got paid last week and <laughs> Amber already knows this story how embarrassing I probably shouldn't even say this out loud okay anyways I got paid last week and I I am the type of person that I do direct deposit because I don't like driving into town to go to the bank and um I I didn't put it in the bank right away. I don't know why, but I had it in my truck and then I knew I took it in the house, but I like, I knew I I like put it in something to take in the house. And the next day I realized like, oh shoot, I should cash that. And I couldn't remember what I put it in. I looked everywhere, like in every single bag. I was trying to like, think about what I was doing. Like it was awful. So then by the weekend, I was kind of hoping it would just pop up, you know, I think I brought it home went either Wednesday or Thursday, but by the weekend, I'm kind of getting worried. Cause I'm like, okay, like, first off, I mean, that was, that's money that could be in my bank account. <laughs> and then we've got like the pay stub on it, which I'm pretty sure has my social on it. Oh, so yeah. that was like what I was mostly worried about. Cause I'm like, what if it like blew out of my truck or like, you know, I misplaced it somewhere. So I spent the weekend, me and Joey both, looking everywhere. Um, I mean, it was a good excuse to, like, get some stuff cleaned up, whatever. <laughs> and probably probably the lowest of the low, I went through all of our garbage. Because I was like, maybe I accidentally threw it away. Or, like, maybe one of the kids accidentally threw it away. Because we had gone to Walmart at one point. So I was like, oh, maybe I put it in the Walmart bag. And then they unpacked their stuff and, like, threw it away. So yeah, I went through all the garbage, didn't find it. it, was disgusting. It wouldn't have been so bad except for the coffee grounds. Ruins uh, everything. Yeah, really. Um, so I mean, I lost sleep over this. Like I was I was embarrassed and I was I knew I had to tell my boss because I wanted him to like cancel the check in case it was somewhere, you know, it was missing somewhere. I mean, we burned all of our garbage. So if it wasn't the garbage, I wasn't worried about that, but yeah, so then Monday, I'm, I text my boss. I'm like, I need to talk to you guys. <laughs> and they came, they came down and I like explained what happened. And they kind of just started laughing at me. And I was like, like, are you kidding me? I've been like stressing myself out <laughs> all weekend long trying to figure out how to tell you guys like that I'm a dumbass. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they just, they kind of laughed about it. And they're like, yeah, we'll cancel your check and give you another one. It's like, not a big deal. So I was like, okay. So they gave me that one and they were like, don't lose it. Ha ha. Um, you know what I found today? Did you find it? I did find it. 
I sent a picture to my boss and I was like, hey, look what I found. <laughs> um, so yeah, that I'm glad I found it at least because now I have the pay stub. But now you have to tell us where you found it. It was in a, in a Target bag. So here's the thing. I, I, got the, I got a Cricut for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed, I didn't set it up yet because I needed somewhere for it to be where the kids went like play with it. So I bought a, um, you know, those cube storage shelves. Mm-hmm. I bought um, like a six cube one because when it's up high enough, I've just got the Cricut sitting on top of it now. So, I mean, like, if they really want, they can get to it, but it's out of the way. I didn't want to put it on, like, our desk and stuff because it's pretty big and it'd just be cluttered. So, anyways, I purchased this desk, and I then I got some um, of the storage cubes yep. put in it, but I never unpacked that bag because I didn't have the, the shelf set up, <laughs> so I just had it tucked away next to the shelf until I set it up well I set up the shelf today and then I went to get the cubes out and then I saw it and I'm like wow (laughs) I I don't even know why I didn't even look in the bag like I it was sitting right in my bedroom like I looked at about every other bag (laughs) oh Oh, that dark pregnancy brain it'll get you oh my gosh it's so bad oh and then I tried setting my kitchen on fire like how could I forget that I was cleaning my stove tonight and I forgot to ask you (laughs) oh good lord so I I uh, was trying to make pasta salad (laughs) and I put a pot of water on the stove turned the burner on I walked away and I was changing Joe's diaper (laughs) and Sophia comes in the bedroom and says mom there's a fire I was like what there's a fire in the kitchen what and then all of a sudden I smelt it and I'm like oh shit so I run out there and there's flames everywhere (laughs) and uh in this moment of panic I couldn't find the the fire extinguisher I knew it was above our washer but I like I didn't comprehend to like move shit out of the way to find it so then I'm trying to find my phone to call Joey and I have a towel and I'm like hitting the fire with it because I don't know, that's what they do in the TV shows. And uh, yeah, finally I, I found the fire extinguisher, put the fire out. My dumbass turned on the wrong burner and there was a uh, like a plastic plate sitting on the burner that, I mean, it melted enough to start on fire, I guess. So, yeah. How's your stove? Is your stove okay? But, um, everything works. I need to get a couple new knobs. They like melted. But can I just say, I put it on Instagram. The amount of people <laughs> that message me that this has happened to that. I got pictures. All the time. Like, this is, this happens a lot. So if you've ever done it and you just haven't told anyone because you're embarrassed, well, this happens a lot. I, hey, I we got a podcast for you. <laughs> At least 10 people told me that they had done the same thing. And I was like, wow, I feel much better about my life. I was one of them. So, <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the stove appears to be fine besides the knobs and like a little discoloration, but it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> 
All right. So your high was the the baby shower. Do you have another high? No. Or was that it? That's it. Okay. What was your high? Um, Not burning the house down. I, that I, <laughs> yeah. That I didn't burn the whole house down. Um, let's see here. I guess I had a doctor appointment today. That was that was lovely. It was literally five minutes long. Uh, but I. <laughs> At this point, all day, I have to go in every two weeks now. Um, and she just Ooh. like measures my belly, make sure it's growing okay. And then I know it's coming up fast. <laughs> um, measures the belly and listens to the heartbeat. So it was pretty much in and out. And then after that, I was like, wow, I just drove almost a half hour for five minutes. So I decided to make my trip complete with a trip to Culver's. That a girl. <laughs> Which I'm not mad about. <laughs> not mad about it at all. So I had to take a quick side note. I had to take my, I didn't have to. I took my mom with me to this doctor's appointment to see the dietitian <laughs> and stuff. Because Nan couldn't go and I wanted someone to be there to kind of like remember things for me. Um. So as you know, she's very uh, protective over what I eat before this even happened. <laughs> so as we're leaving the clinic, there's a Culver's right across the street. Like we're sitting at the stoplight and you can see the Culver's like screen thing. And the flavor of the day was like a chocolate caramel cookie dough. And Ooh. I got very excited <laughs> And uh, she got very excited when I told her that I wanted to stop. She <laughs> thought she was going to drive me and throw me in a ditch. <laughs> so that was a no. That was a, that was a very hard no and to never think about it ever again. So enjoy your, <laughs> enjoy your culvers for me because I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> just, just a bite wouldn't hurt. Just, just go through the drive through <laughs> excuse me can I have I a sample of this I've got the diabetes can I just have a spoonful of your flavor of the day that's all I want I feel like they would do that for you can I have a small pup cup please I don't need much I just just need a little tasty taste of it I just... <clears throat> well I'm gonna try that now so I'll keep you updated I mean, I'm either going to get arrested or it's going to work. I feel like they probably do have like sugar-free ice cream. It's probably trash, but <laughs> trash. <laughs> Worth a shot if you really want ice cream. True. Anyway, getting back Anyways. on track. <laughs> do you have any goals for the week? To not die. That would be that's solid goal. Literally bar inches above the ground at this point. How about you? Good, good. Um, I I really don't know. Actually, I do need I need to go get some totes for my sister in law um, of like baby clothes, and I don't know, maybe start getting ready for said child coming very soon because um, I don't have much ready. So I think I'm gonna try to do that tomorrow and like get stuff washed and slowly put away. But I. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to the farmer's market this weekend. I know I should because it's Memorial Day and like there's going to be a lot of people, but it's going to be colder. Mm. So I just, I don't know. 
need to figure that one out. Keep us updated. Yeah, I guess this will come out after the farmer's market anyways, so it should be a surprise. What is also a surprise <laughs> is our guest. Is it though? I don't know. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by now, we have Alice in Dairyland coming up, so stay tuned. Okay, everyone, we are back after that hot mess introduction that we, uh, <laughs> that me and Amber just recorded. But I'm super excited now because we have Alice in Dairyland, aka Julia Nunez. And we are so excited to have you on tonight just to get to know you a little bit better and learn more about your role as Alice in Dairyland. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk about myself and the Alice Dairyland program and I follow you guys on social media so this is really cool for me I feel like I know you already even though we've never <laughs> actually met but thank you guys so much for including me yeah thank you for being here um, just to start off do you want to tell us like a little bit of background on yourself you know if you grew up in agriculture if you're from a farm things like that Yes, so I grew up in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin on a dairy farm where we, today we milk about 120 cows with two robotic milking units. And our farm is just about 11 acres. We don't grow any of our own feed. We buy that all in from our, our neighbor farmers around the area. And yeah, I grew up right up here in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. I have three sisters. So all four of us girls worked outside on the farm growing up. And I, um, and I was always passionate about agriculture. I went to school at the University of Minnesota in the Twin Cities and studied agriculture. Graduated in the spring of 2019 with degrees in animal science and agricultural communication and marketing. And then I worked for a hemp company for a little bit. And then I filled out an application for Alice in Dairyland. And I was selected in, when was that? June of 2020, started as Alice in July of 2020. So it's crazy that it's almost been a year serving as Alice and I'm, um, it was recently announced that I will be serving an additional year as Alice in Dairyland. So I will also be the 74th Alice, uh, only two term Alice in Dairyland. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, and I'm certainly serving an additional year of Alice because of the pandemic and everything that's been going on with that. So it's been a, it's been a roller coaster so far, but it's been an experience and I've enjoyed it very much. That's pretty darn cool. You know, Amber and I were fumbling over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, we lagged there. I was going to say, Amber and I were like fumbling over when the competition was and when you started. And then I was like, we should stop talking now because is, is a competition normally in May? Yes. Yeah, so in the past, it's it's been held in May and then Alice would start right in June and kind of start off with a bang going into June dairy month. But they changed that with my year. The competition was in June because of COVID. It kind of got pushed back. And then I started in July, which is a great kind of way to make the Alice in Dairyland calendar because then you have the whole year to prepare you for June Dairy Month. And I am realizing that June is a huge, huge month for dairy and for Wisconsin. I'm going to be very, very busy. And I'm glad that I've had this whole year to prepare me for June Dairy Month. Yeah, Becca and I were just talking about all of the the dairy breakfast and stuff and how busy and it's like kind of the kickoff for parade season like you're gonna be you're gonna have your hands full 
Yes. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that since I've this whole year has kind of been virtual and I haven't got to see many people. So I'm, like I said, very looking forward to seeing people in person, going to some of those dairy breakfasts and dinners and celebrations and seeing people because it's just a whole different experience. And um, the Alice, I didn't touch on what Alice and Dairyland is. Um, Alice is a representative for Wisconsin agriculture and the program has been around since 1948. So I'm number 73 and 74 and um, I represent all of Wisconsin agriculture. So everything from cranberries to mink to the dairy industry, anything and everything Wisconsin agriculture, I get to represent that. And I do that in a manner of uh, a lot of different ways from writing articles that you might see in the country today or the Wisconsin State Farmer. Also have different social media channels. And then I do media interviews, TV and radio. Um, and then I give speeches and go to events. So a little bit of everything. <laughs> So on average, like how many events do you, did you do this past year? I mean, with COVID, it might've been a little bit different, but on average, like, do you have kind of like a number that you think you did? That's a great question. This year definitely has been way different. Um, I think, I think in the past, Alice goes to hundreds of events, but it really does change through the years. Um, my position, I get a lot of requests to come to different events and that's kind of how my schedule is built which is nice because then every Alice has a different experience because maybe one year you get invited to, I don't even know, a certain event or you go speak at a Kiwanis club in a certain part of the state. So each year you kind of do different events, which is nice because then you're able to hit different parts of the state. Um, but it really does change year to year of what type of events you go to and COVID definitely changed that. I haven't seen a lot of people. And, and like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing people in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. So for people that don't really know or understand like Alice in Dairyland, it's not necessarily like a pageant. Like it's not like the Miss Wisconsin or like your local, like your local misses or whatever. It's more of like, you're more, you're more of an advocate, honestly. Like you, you still have the crown, you have that title, but you just go around the state, just, you know, spreading the good word about Wisconsin agriculture. Yes, that is correct. I do I do wear the tiara occasionally and I wear the sash with Alice and Dairyland across it, but I'm an agriculture communications professional. And I, um, in the past, Alice hasn't done many uh, parades and things like that, but we're, we are trying to reach a more urban audience. So we're trying to kind of go, go outside the box, do things Alice hasn't done in the past to reach a new audience. Because right now, a lot of the people who I who do follow me on social media, either know what Alice is or are a part of agriculture. So we're, we are trying to reach a different audience, but Alice is a, a public relations professional for Wisconsin agriculture. So not, you're right, not your typical, um, I'm, not, I'm not a princess or a pageant <laughs> queen. Um, even though the competition can seem kind of pageanty sometimes, just in the way that it is a competition, it's not your typical job interview. Um, but yes, it is more of a professional position. So speaking on the um, competition itself, I know it's, I mean, it's, it's a long process to get picked to be a finalist for it. And then do you just want to kind of go through the process of becoming Alice and what you did to prepare for it? Yes. So my, my process was a little bit different because of COVID. So I submit an application in January of 2020. And then in February, they had the preliminary interview. So anyone who submitted an application that they feel is qualified, they do a preliminary interview. And then from that pool of candidates, they pick six top candidates. 
And um, they let me know that I was a top candidate in March at the briefing, which is kind of a, a meeting where we all gather in person, which was very nice. And they kind of let us know that we're all top candidates. And here's a big binder of all the things you need to prepare for the finals, which are in a few months. And so that experience was kind of heavy because you're, you're seeing these girls for the first time, these women, these other five women who are selected to be top candidates. And it hasn't been announced yet who any of one is. And then there's this big um, press event where there's cameras and media and they interview you. Oh, how do you feel to be a top candidate for Alice in Dairyland? So that's kind of a, a good experience. And it gives you a taste of what life is like as Alice in Dairyland. And then after that um, preliminaries where they announced the top candidates, and that was in March, then you have a few months to prepare a few different pieces of material that that, that you are judged on. And there's three judges. And this, this is always really difficult for me to explain because there's just so much going on <laughs> through that whole experience. Um, but in the end, you're judged on a few different things. Um, at the finals in May, I gave a a speech on an agriculture commodity, and my commodity was cranberries. Woo-hoo. Each top candidate gets a different commodity. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have a soft spot in my heart for cranberries. Thank you. Um, you also do <laughs> also do an interview with the judges, do a radio, a TV interview, write a couple different writing samples, blog posts, articles. And then we did, usually the top candidates go on an industry tour of the host county for the finals but we weren't able to do that because of COVID. So they had us prepare some agribusiness kind of video vlogs of businesses in our hometown. So it was a lot of prepping. And then along with all those pieces that you prepare to be judged on, you also need to do some research to learn more about Wisconsin agriculture, to know some of the facts and statistics that goes along with being Alice in Dairyland, like Wisconsin agriculture contributes $104.8 billion to Wisconsin economy, things like that. Um, So they kind of give you a list of things like, hey, maybe you should try to know these things before the competitions, then you can make sure that your messaging is what we want it to be. And then um, something new that they implemented during the top candidate process was we were able to do these online classes, which was very, very nice. And they had industry professionals come in and talk to us about different areas of agriculture. So one week we would have a virtual class and there would be a goat farmer in the chat talking to us about dairy goats in Wisconsin. Or someone would come and talk to us about public speaking because she does that for her job. And this was something new that the Alice program implemented, which was very nice because it kind of taught us about how to be Alice. And it was more of a learning experience for all of us instead of kind of us getting these huge binders and then saying, here you go, figure out what you need to do. So it was very nice to kind of have some guidance in it with those online classes. That's awesome. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> that was kind of a lot of information. I don't know exactly gives, what I said. <laughs> it gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Like I could never. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I mean, every year that all the finalists are so qualified, like, I don't know how the judges go about picking people. I mean, yeah, it's insane. Um, So then with the quick turnaround from like being selected to working, was that hard? Because I mean, it's a full-time job, so you can't really be doing anything on the side. Was that like a big transition or since COVID, it was kind of everything was just weird anyways? It it was a big transition. And um, for me, 
kind of in my situation that I was in, I did, I was, I didn't have a job. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try for Alice in Dairyland. If I get it awesome, if I don't, then I need to find a job. But some of the other top candidates, they, they did have jobs. So it is kind of a quick turnaround. Um, and for me, it made it a little bit easier with COVID because in a normal year, you would be selected in May and then start in June and you need to be you need to have your life move down to Madison and get ready to go two weeks after you're selected. So with COVID, it made the transition a little bit easier. I kind of had a cushion of time when it was like, okay, you're going to be virtual for a while because you're not going to be doing many events. Um, so that made that made the, the transition a little bit easier. But um, next year, or for 75th Alice Dairyland Finals, they're going to be held in May. And then that Alice won't start until July. So she'll have a whole month month and a half six weeks to kind of get her job figured out if she has a job before and then kind of figure out where she's going to live down in Madison because I am a state employee so I need to be based down in Madison because I drive this corn car um, so I need to park that at the office when I'm not using it so it does it is based in Madison so I'm I think the next Alice will have a little bit easier a little bit more time to kind of figure out what her next step is. I do like that they have you like ending your term during June Dairy Month because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it's very overwhelming for the previous Alice's to be like here come celebrate the biggest month of the year <laughs> in Wisconsin <laughs> your first month as Alice <laughs> yeah I can't imagine what that would have been like to be selected and then two weeks later you're going you're giving speeches and I think it it kind of was probably beneficial in some ways because it just put them out there you're Alice you're going you you learn how to do it on the fly and and then from there on out you are prepared because you went through June Dairy Month um so I'm a little nervous for June because I I haven't been to many in-person events even though I've had a few months of or a whole year of preparation (laughs) I still don't quite feel like I maybe have been had my initiation into the Alice program with June so I'm looking forward to it it'll be a lot of fun do you have any events scheduled right now that you didn't get to participate in last year that you're just really excited for? Some events that I'm really looking forward to is the Wisconsin State Fair, hoping that that will happen mm-hmm. kind of as I know and love it. I exhibited my animals at the Wisconsin State Fair um, for a long time, ever since I was like 12 years old. So I'm really hoping that that will happen. And then World Dairy Expo down in Madison is another event that I uh, used to go to a lot. My family used to show some animals there when I was little, and I haven't been in a long time. So I was kind of bummed that I missed out on that last year. And I was like crying to my mom. I was like, every Alice talks about <laughs> being at World Dairy Expo. And it was just kind of a big bummer for me. So I'm, I feel very blessed that I have an opportunity to do that because some of those events are ones that many former Alice's talk about that stand out as something that they loved during their time as Alice. So it was kind of, kind of sad that I was, wasn't going to get to do some of those things. So I, I'm happy that I will have a chance to do them. Yeah. Especially like with the parade of champions and stuff like that's, that's such a cool moment for you guys. So I'm glad you get to do it. Knock on wood. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully Expo is still happening this year. So Julia, um, because you, uh, because you have cows, I have to ask this question because (laughs) (laughs) that's just what I have to do. Um, what brand of cows do you have? What breed? What brand? (laughs) 
She calls them brands. It's just, it's okay. (laughs) What designer cows do you have? (laughs) We, we have Holsteins on our farm. Um, but we've had a few different types. My first cow actually was a Jersey. And then my oldest sister, Alexa, she had jerseys as well. And then we've got some red and white Holsteins lying around here. I know that Becca likes brown Swiss. We've never had a brown Swiss on the farm before, so I'm sorry. But we have mostly Holsteins, and we were my, my parents were into the registered uh, Holsteins for a while there, and we still have registered Holsteins on the farm today. I'll let it slide as long as it's not a Jersey herd. <laughs> <laughs> no Jerseys anymore it used to be uh, do you have any random hobbies that you'd like to share with us besides Alice you know like what else mm-hmm. do you enjoy doing oh that's a great question I don't get asked about my personal self very often but that's a good question uh, some things that I love doing I love music I love baking baking and cooking or something that I love to do. And I'm at my parents' house right now. So last night I was like making some cookies. Um, and my parents don't necessarily love that because they're like, oh, we don't need more cookies, but love baking. And then I like to kayak um, in the warm summer months. So that's something that I like to do in my free time when I have it. And I don't think I will have much of it in the next year. So when I get the chance, I like to do that. Do you have any... Um hidden talents that you'd like to share with us? Ooh, hidden talents. I was in a band in high school and I was uh, one of the singers. So that might be kind of a hidden talent. Not many people might know that. But other than that, not many hidden talents that I can think of. Um, I I don't really hide a lot of things, so. (laughs) What's your music preference? Ooh, I'll listen to just about anything except for polka. Um, what? To, <laughs> I mean, I don't mind it. I'll listen to it, but I'm not going to pick it a polka radio station. My um, alarm clock used to be set to the polka channel when I was in elementary and middle school. So it kind of like brings back some bad memories sometimes. <laughs> That's acceptable. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> um, let's see. Do you have a, a hero outside of like a family member or something? That's a tough question. I feel like I meet so many, so many great people and I, a few people kind of flashed into my mind for some heroes. I mean, it's hard not to say your parents. I love, my parents are my heroes. They, I know you said not a family member, but growing up on the farm, seeing how they work every day, I do admire that. And I, I, they are my heroes. But some people who aren't my family members, and I, I know I'm Alice and Darian, but I'm going to say there's a couple of former Alices that I really do look up to, especially my role as Alice. Um, but I looked up to them before I was chosen as Alice as well. So it's, it's kind of crazy that I'm living in their footsteps almost. Um, but the, some of them off the cuff. Um, Crystal Seamers Peterman, she was the 70th Alice in Dairyland, and I was actually in college with her and when she was selected as Alice, it was a huge deal because it wasn't it was someone who was close to my age who I knew kind of well. So she's kind of been someone I look up to and she really helped me prepare for Alice and Daria and give me constructive criticism when nobody else would. And she's the kind of person who's going to say things you don't want to hear, <laughs> but she's going to tell you because it's going to make you better. 
So she's probably one of my heroes, especially as Alice, because she'll 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 tell it like it is. And even though it might sting a little bit, it's probably good to hear. So she's she's my hero for today. <laughs> That's a good answer. So do you have um, any plans for after Alice? Like, have you even started thinking about that yet? I know you've got a little bit of time, but is there something that you kind of are gravitating towards? That has been a very, very popular question as of recently. And I tell everyone the same thing. That I, I have a year plus left of being Alice and I haven't submitted any job applications yet. Um, I'm pretty busy, but I, I know that I'm gonna stay involved in agriculture. I, I went to school for agriculture communications and marketing, so I could see myself working for um, an agriculture marketing agency, possibly, but I also had an internship at a cheese creamery and absolutely loved that and have a huge passion for cheese and eating cheese. So I could see myself also working for a creamery, doing some marketing or grocery store demos. I've done that in the past, and I really do like that, talking with people um, kind of in that consumer setting and telling them about, oh, I grew up on a dairy farm and this is the finished product and talk about how some of those things are produced. I do love doing that, but who knows? A lot of former houses have had opportunities present themselves kind of at the last minute. So only time will tell for me where I, where I end up after Alice in Dairyland. Cool. Um, so what is, what is your cheese of choice? Ooh. Um, I'm asking the hard hitting questions now. No more messing around. No more messing around. My cheese of choice, if I see it, I will probably buy it is the Sartori Merlot Bellavitano. Um, it's like the one with the purple rind soaked in wine. And that's just my cheese of choice. I love it with a good dried cherry or dried apricot. Um, that is that is the cheese I'll pick right now. Anyways. You are fancy, girl. Look at you. I say, I'm like, I've never even heard of that. Am I even from Wisconsin? <laughs> it is a Wisconsin brand, but highly recommend pairing cheeses with fruits. That's something that I love to do. I do love, um, we've talked about them before. Those, uh, they're like this, I think they're Sargento um, like snack packs where they go with like the dried mm-hmm. cranberries and then the cheddar cheese. I love that combination. It's so good. Those are very yeah. fun and easy on the go. Yeah, they say they're not as fancy packs. as that cheese, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a good snack. Um, and I have one last question for you, Julia, before Becca jumps in here. This is a very Wisconsin Midwest question, but if you are invited to a potluck, what are you bringing to said potluck? <laughs> Ooh, that is really tough. Um, first thing I could think of is probably some kind of dessert. My family is huge sweet tooth and <laughs> around the holidays, we make a lot of desserts. But if I had to bring like not a dessert, I probably, I know this is like cliche, but I'll bring a cheese board uh, I'm the cheese board maker of my family and there my mom's like oh Julia maybe you could make a cheese board when company comes over so I'll probably bring a cheese board um yeah that's what I would bring or maybe like a tater tot tater tot hot dish there you go casserole there you go good <laughs> answers I approve of them all so if I ever have a potluck I'm definitely inviting you yeah I'll take maybe a cheese I'll bring all right, so I have a few more questions. We actually, we had um, posted on our stories today, like what are just some random questions you would ask someone? So that's where these are coming from. But 
Um, what is something that people commonly misconceive about you? <laughs> Starting off um, hard. That is a really hard question. And um, I'll give, so as Alice, people often misconceive that I'm a princess. We talked about that, not a princess, agriculture professional. And then as Julia, um, I'm, I'm, when people meet me at first, they might not, I consider myself to be a pretty like goofy and easygoing person. And when people meet me at first, they might not realize that. So I, I can be like silly and goofy sometimes and people might not necessarily realize that. And then that's always kind of fun. People might not realize that at first. But other than that, I that's a really tough question. I don't really think about that often. I know. I thought that was like it was interesting. It was definitely out kind of the of box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're at Culver's. What are you ordering? <laughs> I'm ordering a double butter burger, ketchup only, because I don't like vegetables on my cheeseburgers. <laughs> and, and that's I've always been that way. <laughs> And uh, cheese curds and an Oreo, um, like the milkshake, the, the, what are they called? They're, the concrete oh, mixer? Yes, thank you. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I didn't know that. <laughs> I feel like, yes, would, I feel like we getting. just became best friends, like all of us. That, that answer just solidified everything. <laughs> I just, I had a concrete Always mixer today and it was delicious. <laughs> that sounds like I need one of those right now, actually. <laughs> Um, okay, last question that I have. What is your favorite quick trip item? Ooh. Mac and cheese and chocolate. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, good choice. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Settle the Amber. debate. Amber, <laughs> Brown you can cap. ask. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my girl. I, I don't cut out any of the fat in the chocolate milk. It's there for a reason, and I'm going to consume that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Amber is a, a proud green, green capper and we've had many disagreements about this. <laughs> I know. I Like I said before, I follow you guys on social media. I know the debate. <laughs> but I mean, thank you for giving that answer and not just because to spite me. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Do you have any other questions, Amber? <laughs> no, I just had my heart and soul crushed a little bit. So I think I'm done talking to you, Julia. <laughs> just oh, kidding. Wow. <laughs> well, I guess, do you want to talk about any of the events that maybe you're going to be doing in the next month? Are you? Do you have like a, a goal of how many breakfasts you can hit up? I, I don't have a right now. So a lot of my my calendar is still like open on some weekends and I've been trying to push the fact that people can invite me to things. So it doesn't even necessarily need to be agriculture related. If it's a community event or uh, a celebration, I know some people are having Oktoberfest events or uh, Summerfest in like in Milwaukee or that area of the state. Like I'd love to go to different events. Cause like I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to reach an audience that maybe doesn't know who else in Dairyland is or isn't exposed to agriculture. So if if it's not an agriculture event, even better, people can invite Alice in Dairyland on aliceindairyland.com. There's a button that says invite Alice and I can get invited. And if it fits my calendar and it gets approved to have me come, then awesome. So I still do have some opening open dates in 
in June, but I'm really looking forward to going to some breakfast. I know looking at my calendar, it's kind of crazy. One day I'm over near Green Bay and then I'm in Prairie du Chien. So I'm going to be driving around the whole state. And if you're looking at the highway and you see a car with a giant corn cob on it, that's me. So wave and smile because some people look at me really confused because I have a giant <laughs> corn cob on my car. So I'll be traveling. I'm really looking forward to going to some of the events and, uh, and in, even into July, into fair season, into all the celebrations in the fall. I know some events on my summer calendar that I'm really looking forward to. As I mentioned, fair season, really excited about that. Wisconsin State Fair, Warren's Cranberry Fest, um, some of those big events that, yes, I'm, and I've never <laughs> been, so I'm really looking forward to checking out different parts of the state and, and even going up, up north in the northern part of Wisconsin. When I was selected as Alice, I'm from Chippewa Falls. People were like, oh, we got ourselves a northern girl. And I'm like, I'm not from northern Wisconsin, like kind of, but like there's a whole different part of Wisconsin more north of me. So I'm excited to go up there because I haven't traveled much more north of Chippewa Falls. So I'm excited just to go places, meet people, meet the people who produce a lot of our food and the products we use. And and like I mentioned earlier, we don't grow our own crops. So it, it's all new to me. Well, even going to dairy farms, every single dairy farm is different. So I love doing that, meeting people, hearing their stories because every farm is different and every farmer has a different story. And, and I love it. And I only have to do, get to do it for a, a certain amount of time and I'm not taking it for granted. That's awesome. awesome. Where can um, people follow your journey this year? Yes. So if people want to learn more about the Alice Dairyland program or stay up to date with my adventures in agriculture, they can do so on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, just search Alice in Dairyland and click that like or follow button and you'll be able to stay tuned with all of my adventures or on my website, aliceindairyland.com. And there's tons of information on there, including that invite button. So that's where you can find more, aliceindairyland.com. Awesome. Do you know if you're coming to Grant County Fair? Do I need to, or uh, Grant County Dairy Breakfast? Or should I, I don't invite you right now? <laughs> you can... Um, you can definitely invite me. Let me see. What day is that? <laughs> oh, goodness. It is June 13th, I believe. Oh, I'm looking at May. June 13th. Oh, like this coming weekend. I don't see anything on my calendar on my phone, but I bet I have something on my computer. I'll have to check it. But yeah. Even if I can't come submitting an, an invitation or even just messaging me quick before you submit an invitation is a, a, never a bad idea because then I say, oh, that date is available or not available. It's kind of saves some time because the invite form can be a little bit long sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, if you ever have an event that you want me to come to or I also do industry tours. So touring different farms, like I said, going to a dairy farm or cranberry bog or any different agribusiness or farm I usually I go to just so then I can talk about it and if someone asks me about cranberries I could say oh I was I was on the farm there for harvest I saw how they did it it was amazing I've never seen anything like it because that's what it's all about sharing those stories so doing the industry tours I love so if you ever want me to come tour your place I know you guys are going to be very busy here in the next <laughs> few months um so I totally understand if it's not for a while but I'll be Allison tell the end of June next year. So if you ever want me to come out, let me know. 
Very cool. And if you guys are listening and you're like, wow, I want Alice at my farm, make sure to, to ask her. And if you've got any events, uh, especially not egg events, I think that mm-hmm. that's really good that you guys are kind of trying to branch out um, because we talk so much about not preaching to the choir all the time. Um, so yeah, trying to reach more consumers that aren't directly involved in agriculture is really awesome. Yeah, and the events, if anyone has events, like you said, they don't even need to be in Wisconsin. If they're in surrounding states, we're also looking at trying to get into different different states and talk more about the importance of agriculture because it is important, not just in Wisconsin, nationwide, worldwide agriculture is important. So any any event, any shape or form, invite me. And if, if I can come, I'm definitely going to try to be there. Awesome. Well, you're doing a great job, Julia, and I can't wait to keep up with your adventures this year. I think with the cards that you were given for 20 this past year, like you, you've done a great job. So thank you for representing the state of Wisconsin and for pretty much all the farmers here. Like you're, you're doing great, sweetie. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. In the words of Chris Jenner, thank you so much. Uh, (laughs) I really appreciate it. Um, And I, and it's been so much fun. I get to meet so many people and, and it is a once in a lifetime. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Awesome. Well, we are about out of time. So before we wrap up, thank you again for being here with us and uh, just, I don't know, sharing your knowledge of Alice and how you got to be there. And I'm just, yeah, like Amber said, I'm really excited to follow your journey again this year. And I'm glad that you can get out a little bit more and experience more of what being Alice in Dairyland is. So be safe in that corn car. We're going to keep our eyes out for you. (laughs) I always drive safe. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Julia, for joining us tonight. And if you're not following any of us on social media, remember to check out Julia um, over at Alice in Dairyland Check out the Forward Farming podcast pages, uh, Becca Farming at the Hillbies, and myself over at Cranberry Chats. And if you haven't left us a nice little review or rating on Facebook or Apple Podcast, oh, I nailed it that time. Make sure you do that because that really helps <laughs> us out. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.